Hey. hey. You're listening to Avid Research. Avid Research. Avid Research. An Australian STEM podcast. Where we answer the questions you never quite got around to asking. Welcome back to the show team. My name's Amelia. And today you have a special episode because it's just me. Just me having a chat and reflecting on a whole year now of podcasting because it's 2021's National Science Week and that means exactly a whole year ago this whole project kicked off and that's pretty amazing and quite uh, <laughs> quite mind-blowing to think that this actually kept going for a year and so I just wanted to have a bit of a chat with you all and yeah kind of reflect on how things have changed, what I've learned, some of the things that that worked and didn't work, and the fact that somehow we're still in a pandemic. Yep, we're flying by the seat of our pants because no, I don't have notes. I I had a plan to have notes and that didn't happen. So as many of you know, this whole Avid Research podcast launched in National Science Week 2020, smack bang in the middle of the long 2020 Melbourne lockdown. And it's something that I'd wanted to do for, I think I'm saying about like eight years, you know, somehow lockdown made it happen, which is really quite a cool thing. I guess it's always, yeah, it's always good to have good things come out of less than ideal situations. I guess having kind of thought about having a podcast for eight years, I had preconceived ideas about what what it'd be like, and I don't know what I thought success was. And this is, I guess, a, a problem in many projects is if you don't know what success is, you can never be successful um, because you need to set your own measures of success. You can't measure against someone else because you aren't that person. So you need to come up with what success means to you. And so initially that was releasing 10 episodes of the podcast. Well, we smashed that one. This is going to be episode 52. I think the lesson that I learned from that one is that for something like a podcast or a blog or something, I guess, where you want to put out content regularly, systems are more valuable than goals. So having the goal of releasing 52 podcast episodes, if I'd had that in August 2020, I probably wouldn't have started because it just would have been way too overwhelming. It would have just been like, what? (laughs) Like that's, you wouldn't know where to start. Whereas if you start with, Okay, we're going to try and get, look, let's just try and get who episodes out by the end of August and you manage to keep three and you're like, yes, and then you hit a cadence of one a week and while that's a ridiculous amount for one person to do, it's kind of sustainable and it's fun and it helps you keep momentum and momentum is key in this whole thing. So, yeah, I think I've found, like, whilst it's nice to have goals for this particular project, having a system of every week I do this, every Friday comms go out, that sort of stuff. That's been way more valuable. So lesson one learnt, in this case, systems over goals. Lesson two, podcasting is hard work. Um, Yeah, so if you know someone who wants to start a podcast, yeah, they should totally do it, but they should also go into it knowing that it's not not easy, particularly, um, well, if you're doing it all by yourself. Yeah, that's hard. And you somehow need to find the momentum to keep going because there's some bits that are a real slog where it feels like you are literally just screaming into the void or like whispering into the void or whatever. The void is quite 
present in your life and nothing comes back to you and you're just like, what What am I doing with my life? Is, is anyone listening? Is this pointless? <laughs> uh, and that's where either listener feedback or just being able to keep pushing yourself through and having momentum really, really helps. Yeah. So it's hard work. Uh, it's totally worthwhile work. But I think going into it for... Um, you need to go into it with the right reasons and also with a topic that's big enough that you're going to be able to sustain it because it's really easy to run out of content. Obviously not in my case because people love giving me content and I'm so privileged in that. But yeah, you, you could, like, if it's too niche or it's just you talking, you could easily run out of run out of content. I still don't like editing, in case you're wondering. And I'm looking forward to the day where I'm not just a little bit famous, but I'm also just quite a little bit rich and I can pay an editor. That'll be good days. <laughs> we can we can look forward to that. You can look forward to it too, because then the quality of the editing would probably be higher. What else have I learned? What else do I want to share with you? I think the thing that I didn't expect, because I the real reason I started this whole project is because I'd become quite jaded about STEM and I'd had a number of uh, bad interactions in sort of like higher education and then also in teaching where science and STEM can become, uh, I guess, just a bit like Instagram fodder. Like it's something that looks cool and is clickbaity and doesn't have any substance behind it. And that that got me feeling really rather jaded, particularly as it's a topic that I love so much, which you might have gathered. And I wanted a way of reconnecting with what STEM had meant to me as a kid. And this podcast in in the end has been that because I have got to do the most amazing job of talking to all these ridiculously cool people, seriously cool people, who do seriously cool stuff and are all inspiring human beings. And everyone I've spoken to has like left me pretty much feeling like a better person and a more informed person and has told a story that I want other people to hear because they're doing cool stuff and they've they've learnt hard lessons and everyone's got this gorgeous nugget of wisdom that they have to share. And that has just been you know, for me, who just happens to be at the somehow little epicenter of this whole experiment. Um, yeah, it's been really inspiring. And I'm back to where I was as like about a five-year-old of thinking science and STEM is legit the coolest thing ever, which is good because it is. So that's awesome. And I'm hoping some people who are listening can have a bit of that experience as well because, you know, as we go through life, we pick up good experiences and we also have bad experiences and and they can taint how things feel to us and how we relate to things like STEM and, you know, if we can start feeling a bit more positive and that would be a really cool side effect. Yeah, I think that that was probably for me one of the core uh, definitions of success and boom nailed it <laughs> which is really cool 
The thing that I hadn't expected from the podcast, and I kind of touched on this when I talked with Alison, is how much of a really good networking tool this is. I think for a lot of people, 2020 and 2021 have been quite lonely periods of time. There's There's been a lack of connection. And I think that, being, that makes sense. We're in a pandemic. We literally, ideally, are not supposed to be connecting with people in person. And that can make it quite difficult. And I think a lot of people have had to turn inwards just to survive and just get through and, you know, deal with all the little fires that happen at home. By starting this project, I've got to talk to people who I suspect some of them were sitting at home pretty bored and frustrated by the universe in 2020, etc. And I've got to talk to these amazing people and make connections and so many of these people are now my friends that's and friends and I have a really awesome network that's come of this and I really want to take that and encouraging encourage those people to network with each other because I don't know if you listen to some episodes and you're like oh this person's so cool they should be friends with the interviewee from a couple of episodes ago or something like that or like if they got together and did some research together that would be like mind-blowingly awesome or um yeah that kind of that kind of stuff so to me that's that's uh, really exciting and that's where I want to kind of push things forward a little bit too is hopefully you know in in dreamland it'd be really cool to get all these people together and you know get them to meet because they're all awesome but um yeah, we, we might hold up off on that one for a year or two. We'll see how we go. I think I need to give another shout out to the uh, Academy of Sciences STEM Women uh, Network. They've they've been fantastic. Like Alison there, she's so on the ball, gets so much done. And yeah, they're doing such a wonderful job of connecting people during a time where connection is challenging. And yeah. I think high fives to them but yeah all up I just I guess want to take this moment to remind you that uh, it's just one person who's running Avid Research I think there's been a bit of confusion uh, lately that maybe there's more than one and I take full blame for that because I sometimes refer to we on social media that's a pretty standard thing that small businesses do to try and well, this obviously isn't a business enterprise experiment uh, people do to just sort of um, make themselves look bigger or sound bigger. For some reason, I think we think that brings us credibility. I don't know that it does, but yeah, it's still just me. Um, I haven't got an unpaid intern yet, although it has been suggested. I mean, it's an option. I could not pay someone and they could do some editing for me or something, but I'm not, not sure that I want to go down that path. Yeah, so it's just me. Uh, the career maps are currently in lockdown, obviously. So they're still on display at the Melbourne City Library. And like the fact that that whole exhibition happened is amazing and so cool. And, you know, on the big list of things that I have to do is working out where the career maps can go next and suggestions are totally welcome. But although there is, there is secretly, um, okay, it's not that secret, but there is plans to attempt a book made of them and I want to work towards creating resources that'll help people 
create their own career maps because your career is also important and interesting. And just because you haven't been, you know, just because I haven't made it yet doesn't mean that, you know, your career shouldn't be mapped and maybe there's some way you could do it and that sort of thing. But yeah, so currently the maps are on exhibition in at the Melbourne City Library. Uh, obviously that is currently locked down, so they're on display but no one can go see them. Obviously with the unknowns of what's coming next, I don't really want to commit to how long they'll be there, but I suspect they're going to be there for a while. And hopefully you'll get a chance to see them afterwards. I also want to work on creating some sort of like digital gallery so that people who didn't get to go see them can see them somehow. Yeah, otherwise you can uh, do a bit of a scroll through Instagram, the Twitters and the Facebooks. And I've done some of the videos of the career maps there. So, yeah. There's also been an article and this was like the point at which I felt like the most famous person on the planet. Helix magazine from CSIRO contacted me and were like, hey, can we include one of your career maps? Particularly the one of Steph, the Antarctic geoscientist, because she references Helix as being kind of a, I guess, a, having a strong supporting role in her childhood, encouraging her to be interested in science. So one of the career maps has now been in Helix, which is really, really exciting. And that definitely makes me feel uh, rather famous. I think, yeah, they're the main things. The uh, The theme for this year's National Science Week is Foods of the Future. And I've been highlighting some pretty awesome foods. Uh, the one I didn't get to highlight was seaweed. Uh, seaweed, I think, is... I want to get a seaweed researcher on the podcast because seaweed is really, really awesome and it's definitely going to be a core element, I think, of, of future foods. There's been, we've talked a bit about lab-grown foods, or as they prefer to refer to it, cellular agriculture, cell ag for short. So that's that's a coming thing, and we've got another episode coming up about that, about fermenting fats. Didn't know that was possible. Brain exploded. So cool. I love a bit of fermentation. Yeast. Yeast is nifty. Yeast is a food of the future. want to highlight some alcohol-free beer with the brand Sober that's really tasty and alcohol-free, so headache-free seems that seems like something for the future (laughs) or even just now and all Indigenous owned and the same goes for Mabu Mabu who are a restaurant and kind of hospo in in Melbourne and they do amazing foods, amazing sauces and spices and things Uh, again, all Indigenous owned and operated etc and fantastic fantastic foods insects insects obviously a food of the future they're also a food of the right now and you can get cricket corn chips and cricket like protein powder which means you can just like add a little bit of extra fillingness to your to your food which is really awesome and then obviously there's a whole lot of uh like local producers to you that are brilliant future foods and sustainable and that sort of stuff so check it out uh big fan of this this year's topic because it's stuff i can eat and who doesn't like eating there's also stuff that's all like totally doable during lockdown so yeah have a bit of a think about your food 
this week. Uh, think about what some sustainable things and future safe things that you can include in your diet now uh, so that we can have a more sustainable and healthy and happy future. And with that, I think I'll leave you and you can look forward to a normal episode where I interview another awesome human being next week. Thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you so much for being part of this whole thing. If you have suggestions, comments, concerns, ideas, any of the things, you can contact Avid Research through a multitude of channels and you are more than welcome to do so. I'm not that scary. Also, we're getting probably to the point where I could take on some more interviewees. So if you have an interviewee in mind who you're like, that person is super cool. I'd love to hear their story. Feel free to suggest them to me or just, you know, straight volunteer them. Love it. That'll make it more fun. In the meantime, stay safe, as everyone says in the 2020s now. And I look forward to sharing more brilliant content with you over the next year. Take care and thanks for being awesome. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, you're an absolute gem of a human being and you should head over to avidresearch.com.au, sign up for our amazing email newsletter and get all the download on the upcoming episodes and maybe even get a bit of a sneak peek about what's coming next. If you've been enjoying this podcast, you should definitely subscribe. We're on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and even Google these days. Thanks.